Välkommen till fjärde episoden av Kunstnare möter kunstnare. En podcastserie i sex episoder där två kunstnare mötes för alla första gång. Idag är er det Evelina Petrova och Dominik Ruben som sitter skulder vid skulder i det intimrummet på övningshotellet nedast på Grynalöcka. Evelina er från Ryssland och har bott i Norge sedan 2012. Med sitt trekspel och sin speciella vokal utvisar hon en musikalsk kraft som har brakt henne runt i världen som turnerande och prisvinnande musiker. Hon spelar i olika konstellationer som Oslo Art Duo och Evelina Petrova Trio. Evelinas musik är höjt och lavt, den är er dramatisk och kraftfull, varsom och vacker. Den har allt från russisk folklore till avantgarde i sig och är er helt hennes egen. Evelina är er aktuell med ett nytt beställningsverk, Fairy Tales Told by Music, som har urpremiärer 7 oktober. Där har hon med sig ett knippe gästmusikare från olika traditioner. Dominika från London har bott i Norge sedan 2000 och verkar under kunstnärnamnet DJ Dominik Ruben. Som DJ jonglerar han med det mesta inför reggae musik, både när han organiserar family reggae disco och håller reggae show på Radio Nova, bland annat. Det Dominik inte vet om reggae är er inte värt att veta. Så har han också gjort ett djupdyk i reggaens historia och med det skapat multimedia showet I Traveled. Här brukar han musik, dans, poesi och videokunst som fortellergrepp. Både I Traveled och Fairy Tales Told by Music är er på beställning från Global Oslo Music. Så har Evelina och Dominik något fälles till trots för sina musikalska univers som kan virka så vitt forskjellige? Jag, Hilde Ljøen, er i hvert fall nysgjerrig på hvordan samtalen vil gå. Serien er presentert av Global Oslo Music, og samtalen foregår på engelsk. Welcome, Evelina. Thank you. Welcome, Dominique. Thank you. Uh, this is the first time you meet Indeed. Are you excited? Absolutely. Yes. yes. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Both of you are excited. Absolutely. <laughs> Me <Yes>. too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, your music, your projects, and your background. And I will start mm. with your background. Mm. Start with you, Dominique. You come from London. That's correct, yes. From Kingston? Yeah. Upon yeah. Thames, you uh, say? Kingston upon Thames. Yes, yeah, yeah. Thames. Yeah. And um, immediately I think of Kingston, Jamaica. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kingston is the capital of Jamaica. Yes. And Jamaica was an English colony for 300 years, something. Yep. And uh, have you ever visited Kingston, Jamaica? No. No, never. you've never been there? No. 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 Uh, it's normally that's the first question when people say oh you've been playing reggae for 30 years how many times have you been to Jamaica and I explain no I haven't been there uh, I have been to the Caribbean um, uh, but not to Jamaica uh, you know the thing is when when I was getting into the music we we liked a very specific type of reggae music that came from the UK and you didn't find that in Jamaica 
at that time in Jamaica, it was it was predominantly dancehall music that they listened to. Uh, very kind of uh, aggressive, macho, uh, a lot of slackness. Uh, and that for us, it wasn't uh, interesting at all. So then uh, for the, the, the early years of, uh, of being interested and playing music, Jamaica didn't seem like a very interesting place to go. Uh, actually, where we were was where it was happening. And now when I meet uh, younger people, they say, oh, you were there. You were in South London at that time and this sound system and this was happening. And did you know about this dance? I said, yeah, I was there. And it's like, a, it's a very kind of golden age yeah. of the UK sound system brand of reggae music. Can you tell us a bit about how it was growing up in Kingston, in London? Kingston is kind of the last London borough. So in, for some people, it's, it's not London, it's a suburb. You know, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're kind of outside. So, so then uh, as we were kids, we, we would, uh, you know, you don't have to travel far before you feel like you're now we're in London proper. Uh, so then uh, that was always very uh, kind of um, exciting for us or interesting for us. We always wanted to go to the center of London and, and some of the areas where we knew there was a lot of culture. Uh, so so that was the kind of feeling you're in the suburb and you feel like you're missing out a bit. So so always you want to go to uh, to the, the other areas. And I had family in uh, Clapham and Tooting and these kind of areas which were a bit more interesting. So we'd go there often to eat good food and hear music or go to concerts and so on. And uh, my parents were very uh, active politically. So we were always going on demonstrations. If it wasn't a campaign for nuclear disarmament, the CND, then it was the anti-apartheid uh, movement. So we're always going on uh, demonstrations in the center of London that would always end with a free concert. So for me, that was like the first... Uh, uh, kind of exposure to uh, to concerts and music, and at that time it was uh, it was definitely a mix of uh, punk, folk, and reggae. Okay. Yeah, that's what you got. Uh, so that's how concerts. you became interested in reggae music. Well, kind of. Uh, in a way, there was always reggae around. Reggae in the seventies and eighties in England was very predominant. In it was you could hear it on the pop charts and and uh, around in the town. Uh, when you were there, there was always a cafe or a pub or something that was playing reggae loud, and you could hear it in the streets when you were in London. But it wasn't, so I always heard it and was aware of it. And artists like Bob Marley, everybody knows, and UB40 was big, and and so on. But it wasn't actually until I was 16 that I, and it was a specific day. I remember it very clearly, uh, sitting in uh, the college where we were and uh, having a break. And uh, a guy came in and it was always a fight about the uh, stereo. Everyone wanted to have their tape, their cassette playing. But there was one guy, he'd come in and he just wanted to always to have two, three songs and then next. So everyone would let him play his, his music. And uh, he only played deep roots reggae. And one day he came and he played this music and it just opened a door in my mind and, and took me to a whole different dimension. And and since then that door's been open. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you I know uh, that you used to work in a cafe, Carl's Cafe in London. Yeah, Carl's Carl's Cafe, yeah. And they yeah, let yeah, yeah. you play as a DJ yeah. on the second floor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would never be allowed in uh in Norway today. It's uh it is a a small room above the cafe. 
And uh, because they were, were concerned about noise for the neighbors, they nailed all the windows shut and covered them with a lot of uh, heavy material. So in terms of like health and safety, it was uh, completely, <laughs> it would be completely illegal. But that was the first, uh, that was the first time we played when we were 17, 18. Uh, the, our first gig was, was there, uh, DJing, and uh, it was very funny, you know, we had our record players, and the night before, our friend said, so what speakers are you going to use? And we hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> We'd been making flyers and promoting it and telling people to come, and uh, he had to help us rent some equipment. And uh, but it was it was very popular, uh, but uh, it became very kind of hot and hectic. And, uh, and uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was a good atmosphere, and uh, that was the first time we played. And uh, after that, that was kind of our passion. Yeah. We wanted to collect records and we wanted to play. So at that time, we would go to the record shops in the day. That was our uh, our first school. In the record shop, you'd stand there for hours, and they would be playing music all the time. And there'd be other people, you know, who knew a lot about music. Everyone's talking about music, so you get to learn a lot. And then in the night time, you go and listen to the sound system, and that's the second school. So for us, that was the. We went through these for years. We'd go all the time, and uh, and we, we graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, uh, you you started to go to clubs where the yeah. uh, the, uh, the the audience was multicultural, mm -hmm. and the white people were the minority. Yes. And you are a white person. Yes. So how was this? Can do you have any stories to tell about this place? These places. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the thing is, what we the feeling then is that you're coming, you, you're you're a guest. You know, you're coming as a guest, and you're coming into uh, a different culture. It's almost like going to a different country. You know, sometimes you'd go there and you'd be the only one white person in the whole place. Uh, but there was not, you know, you don't feel unwelcome, but we didn't. Jamaican community uh, it's often a bit more rough and ready you know so so people can talk to you in a rough way but you just laugh and joke and you you, you know be polite and and you go through but but the thing is when you go to the dance at that time it's like a feeling of being a guest and then you have to make sure you mind your behavior you know you have to fit in you can't you can't just go and stand in the middle or stand over there you have to know what's happening and who is who uh, and, and move with a certain level of respect. And we were there as guests to learn. We were there, you know, we, we were aware that we are kind of entering somebody's culture. So, so you move in that way. Uh, what is uh, very interesting is that gradually uh, that has become very different. So now it's almost the opposite. If you go to the same sound system dance in some of the same places in London, maybe you see two black people in the corner and the rest of the people are white. But the music is the same. And it's, uh, and it's talking in very kind of uh, clear terms about a particular culture. So that for me is a, becomes a, a paradox. No one remember old Marcus no one remember 
Hold Marcus Garvey. No one remembers. Hold Marcus Garvey. Dominik kom til Norge på grund av en kjæreste som dro hit, og han begynte å undervise i engelsk for voksne. Forholdet med damen tog slut, men Dominik var in momentum, som man sier, og han blev. Han begynte ganske snart å arrangere reggae-kvelder hvor folk samlet sig. Så fick han jobb i det internationella musiknätverket Samspel och återvärt i Nordic Black Theater. Han jobbat med musik och kultur och droppet till slut engelskundervisningen. Evelina har placerat sig på en stol med träckspelare på fange och noterna på golvet. Evelina blev født i Kingisepp i Russland, som den gang var Sovjetunionen. Yes, it was still Soviet Union, and uh, it's uh, now it's uh, close to Estonia border. It's ten minutes to my mama, and mm-hmm. I travel to mama. I just take a plane to Tallinn, and then it's just three hours to my mama, mm-hmm. and then it's hundred kilometers from Saint Petersburg. Okay. Then was a Leningrad when I was. Uh, Mm. Young. It's a small town, isn't it? It's small town. It's like mm. 70,000 people. 70,000? Yes, it's yeah. a very small town. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows this Kingisep. So, how was it to grow up in Kingisep? Yeah, it uh, was fine. I grow, grew up in surrounding love <laughs> and music. And uh, I started to play in age 12. Uh, music uh, school. I, my grandmother just uh, applied for music school and I was so happy about that. I remember that day and uh, so it was only option to play accordion because uh, it's violin or a piano, it was too late. Mm-hmm. So usually uh, people mm. start from six or seven years old yeah, okay, in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strict. Right. So 12 years Mm. Uh, I was uh, 12 um, and then after five years studying in school I was um, I moved to uh, Leningrad and um, 
I studied in a music college for four years. And then I thought, no, music, it's not my thing. Oh. I'm too tired about this. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, I'm just, I felt, no, it's, I have to change something yeah. in my life. So yeah. I, um, I, w I applied for um, being an actress. I wanted to be an uh -huh. actress. So yeah. I um, uh, applied for uh, Academy of Theatre and film and theater. It was uh, just next door from music college when I studied. And uh, so in, th in this um, year, it was very special because uh, uh, they created in this th uh, theater academy, they created the course, which was really amazing for me. It's, I was just like, wow, I have to go there. Absolutely music, uh, mm, theater of music improvisation. And uh, so I played uh, for, for them and they accept me and, and I studied there for two and a half years. And then I came to the corner when I have to decide who am I? I am I actress or a musician? So I have to choose. Then I have a deep conversation <laughs> with myself and then uh, I choose the music. And then I applied for conservatoria. And I studied there in, as a classical accordion player for five years. And yes, and after that I did a lot of stuff with uh, Im improvisation and uh, different projects with the composing as well. And uh, then I came here. Yes, and that's uh, 10 years ago? Yes, yes. 2012. Yes, I applied for a master program in Norge Musical School. Yeah. Mm. And um, I studied there for two years, and then it was like very difficult time when I have to, what I have to do, or I have mm. to come back to Russia or stay here. Yes, but uh, also I had a um, very fantastic person here, uh, Michal Perin, which uh, was uh, my inspiration for all my life, uh, since I was like, 16 years old when I heard his music. Michael Perrin was a famous jazzmusiker, pianist and komponist, som dessverre gick bort i 2018. Han hade bakgrund fra Ukraina, Moldova och Ryssland och bodde i Norge i 25 år. Han var professor vid Norges musikhögskola och har haft svärt stor betydning för studenter där. And I came here of course, because of him. But our relationship was very difficult, but because we, we go for a love relationship, but was this so difficult. Mm -hmm. And he never invited me here as a, you know, wife or girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I decided that I, I, I will move here myself. So mm -hmm. I will try to, to do my career, if possible to say like that. Um, so after two years, um, so he came here in 1994, something like that, and um, being here for 25 years. So it was my inspirator and um, person I came here for, and to, of course, that then we, we were married and uh, we created a lot of good stuff. Mm. 
and uh, still he he is my inspiration. Mm. Yes. 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 <laughs> and what will way? be forever. In what way? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't feel that he is gone. I feel mm. he's with me, mm. and uh, his love and his music. Mm. I just listen and just dive on it yeah. every second. I'm there. Ah, yeah. touching. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I cannot even hear his music. I'm just like, it's heaven. His touch, just how he touched piano. And it's like waves, like light. Or like in be, be somewhere in another planet. Where a very... My planet. Mm. I was, I remember, I was there forever. Mm. And I just came here as a visitor in this planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this this is connection. Yeah. Mm. And I remember it was always like that from I heard his music since I heard his music when I was maybe 16. Yes, because this time 90s it's come up a lot of good thing in in Russia. Mm. It was very special years. Mm. We say it's a lot of crisis. Yes, perestroika, it's terrible. Yes, people were killed on the on the street yeah. you know, there's a lot of bad shit you know but yeah. still it's so good things happening in yeah. another hand a lot of art you know, came you know, out of it art was su such a great art uh -huh. such a great musician musicians and rock music mm. reggae music again so mm. it's everything was like because mm. before it was kind of forbidden mm. you cannot play reggae music because right. it's not ours yeah you know we have to be yeah. like Probably that look how how to say this uh, play Russian music, yeah. not foreign sure. something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and then in in nineties it was a lot of um, fantastic music. Mm. So it was yeah. it's also my main inspiration still. Uh -huh. These musicians, mm. which is which is still existing, still playing, still inspiring me. Mm. In the beginning was the word, the sound, the power, iration. All generations, man, woman, child, in the land, in the sky, in the moon and stars. Word, sound, and power. Traveled, I traveled in vibrations, throughout iration, through the generations, as humans spread, I traveled. Feet, hands, head, I traveled. In beats and chants, I traveled. The nations worshiped, I traveled. The nation's warships, I traveled. When they carried I beyond, I traveled. I thought I was gone. Now, Dominic, please mm. tell us what is I traveled. I traveled. Well, uh, to, to explain it, uh, I'll just explain a little about the inspiration. Uh, I was in a funeral in London. Of, uh, it was a public uh, funeral, uh, a Rasta woman who had died, uh, 
who's a filmmaker and there was a lot of artists there and uh, a poet delivered uh, a poem where he kept saying in the poem I traveled and he was talking about the uh, the spirit of humanity and how it flowed around the earth beginning in Africa and, and went to different places but the how this how the spirit has moved through different nations uh, then that was one inspiration uh, that that poem that performance really stuck with me actually the whole night but that particular poem really stuck with me uh, then I was part of a discussion where th the topic was can we forget can we get to the point where we forget that reggae comes from Jamaica now the whole world plays reggae is you know we know it's from Jamaica can we forget that that's where it comes from and you think no I don't know about that and then I was in a concert a jazz concert here in Oslo and the, the second song had a real groove to it and I was thinking wow you know this is black ghetto music we know it's from New York we know it's from the ghetto we know black people made it but here we are in Oslo far 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 from that there's no mention of New York there's no element of like black power or liberation here in this concert there's no black people here then I started to think wow maybe we can get to the point where we forget reggae is from Jamaica then the third part was I went to a reggae festival in Sweden uh, with my musical partner who is Jamaican and people were treating him like a novelty you know people were coming asking can I take a picture with you have you got any weed to sell <laughs> you know it's like this I said wow we're in a reggae festival and it's it's like something strange to be from Jamaica and that was you know and then all the Jamaican artists that were at the festival they were performing in the daytime to a small crowd and then the Swedish artists which were predominantly white we were performing in the nighttime and the place was full up. These things, they start to make me really think about the music. Where is it? Where is it going? Coupled with the, what I was saying earlier about when I first went there, it was mostly black people. And now if you go there to a dance in London, it's mostly white people. Then you start to think, so what does that mean for the music, for the people who made it, for the country where it comes from? So then all of these questions became they were in my in my mind and I decided you could make a multimedia show with pictures, sounds and dance and live music to ask about all these questions, to examine all these questions. And the result is a 40 minute stage performance, which we call I Traveled. Yeah, it was funny too, because I remember I was there uh -huh. and it was yes. quite funny. Yeah. Not all the time, but no. you know, at yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 We, we put that humor to it. But, you know, sometimes you can use humor very effectively to make a serious point. So, you know, we, we, we start the performance in Africa with traditional African dance, with an African dancer and an African musician. And then we, we go through chronologically through different phases of the music to show how the spirit of Rastafari moved through the music. But then when it disappears, you know, in the end, we start playing this European pop, which is inspired by, you know, and I'm there and I'm jumping around and kind of being the one who doesn't know about anything in a way. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be funny, but it's also afterwards, it's supposed to make you think.
Do I mean engel, mean Do I mean engel, mean Do I mean engel, mean Do I mean Do I mean engel, Do I mean engel, mean Do I 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 you know, we want people to have a certain feeling of dissatisfaction as well. Dissatisfaction? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't want people to come out thinking, oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah, let's go home and watch TV. Mm-hmm. We want people to come out thinking, yeah, that was kind of weird. That was, it was good, but I don't know if I understood that part. Or what do you think? Why did they do that? Why did the guy stop playing? Why was the dancer shouting at the DJ? You know, we want people to feel a little bit like wondering about it rather than feeling like, yep, that was good and it's finished. But to make them go, because we're asking questions. You know, what happens now? If you can have a reggae festival in Poland, which is roots reggae, Rasta music, but it's only Polish people there, (laughs) then what happens to, you know, to Jamaica then? What happens to the people who created the music, but also that spirit of liberation? African liberation what happens to that where does that go then if that's gone from the music then okay does that mean that that's finished now or does that mean that it needs a new format or a new medium to to work through or do we have to make an adjustment or you know I'm not saying like one thing or the other I'm just asking that question to make people think you don't give any answers no 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 but but you're saying we you have musicians uh, yeah you. yeah it's uh, me as a DJ mm-hmm. and then uh, a dancer, dancer. and uh, a percussionist Siddiqui Kamara okay and then uh, also in addition we had the uh, Lungo Majola and Sam Bannister who had the uh, uh, visuals a lot of pictures uh, right. kind of um, uh, in a way kind of explaining or expressing what we're trying to say mm. as we go through. Fantastic. I would never give the power to a poor head. Run, come, crucify the dread. Time alone. And and you you very soon you're gonna yeah. give a performance or a concert at yes. Rixen and next door here. Ah, yes. And it's called Fairy Fairy Tales yes. Told by Music. Right. And what mm. is this? Oh, it's hard to explain. It's hard to tell yes. because <laughs> I really s- don't know myself what mm. is gonna be as a result. It's a lot of uh, preparation, uh, compositions, and uh, playing with musicians, discussing with musicians what they can do, what they cannot. Maybe I'm not right. I have to change maybe music. So it's it's going a lot of layers, you know, on this in this project still. That's why it's for me it's very exciting what what it will be. 
7th mm. of October. Yeah. Mm. But I hope will be fantastic because it's so many <laughs> energies. I put so much energy for mm. and time for making it good. You know, for me, I mm. mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But like I traveled. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is also storytelling in a way. Yes, this mm. is five different fairy tales from different lands, mm -hmm. from India, from Iran, from Russia, from Norway and from uh, Italia. Mm -hmm. And so I, I took this like uh, like Baza, yes, be beginning of the before they create some music because mm. it's like a fairy tales told by music. So this is my first step to have this mu um, story first mm. and then imagination. Mm. How can I, what I can do for make music more storytelling, how to make telling of this through music, through sound, from through rhythms, from melodies, from this different combination of different personalities I have in the, I will have in the stage. Mm. So they never meet before yet, all together, but it's really exciting. Yes. <laughs> what will be the result? Mm. But uh, as I said, the music is ready and I playing every day. I digest it every day, <laughs> you know, and I change all the time, you know, oh, I have to change here. Oh no, it's I have to completely in another tonality or another rhythm or another expression. So this is still in the process and it will be, I think, forever. Mm. It's never ending story. After we play uh, in Rixena, I think it's just beginning. Mm, develop it. Yes. So you have composed all yeah. the music? Right. Yeah. Or is it some cooperation with some of the other musicians? No, it's all music is composed by right. me. Uh, of course, it's inspired by, by different folk traditions. Mm, I just wanted like, like I'm here the language and I try to repeat this language, but mm. of course I'm not speaking in this language. It's mm. like like the, like mm -hmm. kids mm. are they hear the language yeah. and they blah 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 blah. Yeah, they yeah. start to uh -huh. do this, yeah. so it's a bit uh, uh -huh. this way. Right. We'll see. Yeah. I, I'm really happy that I can experiment these things and uh, yeah, fairy yeah. tales. They tell yeah. they tell about the uh, the country, the tradition, the society, the mm. wisdom of the people. Mm. And mm. so I think that is what your two performances have in common. Mm -hmm. Am I right? right. Uh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yes. Mm. yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, uh, well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, it, what about spirituality? Do you have anything of that in your performance? Definitely in in our travel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's I think really reggae music. It's good. Yeah. It Start from the spiritual yeah, exactly, source. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Exactly. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's that's definitely the case. And then, so then it was, it's unavoidable to, to include that, uh, that spirituality and, and how it manifests in, uh, in, yeah, throughout from, you know, from the African roots through Jamaica and then to, throughout to the rest of the world. Yeah, it's mm. definitely in there. Mm. And uh, what about in the fairy tales? Spirituality? Yeah. Uh, of course, all this question, we're questioning ourselves. It's, it's in, in the stories, in the fairy tales. It may be made like in a, in a playful way 
for kids, be more um, understandable for kids. Mm. But definitely it came from the very deep understanding of life, mm. uh, maybe from myth, from rituals, mm. which mm. was a part of the life, people life, mm. how they communicate with the, with the world, with the nature, mm. uh, with water, with all these elements, mm. uh, with themselves, with own fear and fears and happiness, everything with emotions, with the feelings. Mm. So it's everything consists um, fairy tales, of course. Because mm. 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 they say there's like uh, just seven stories in, and mm. that's it. Mm. There's only, th you know, each one is, e every story is a type of story. Yeah. And every type of story, actually, when you get round to it, it's trying to examine something about the human condition, the human mm -hmm. way of being. Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, most stories is like uh, there was a predicament and then they traveled and they came back a better person. You know, exactly. which yeah. is, you know, mm. it's very yeah. kind of telling about. Yeah, the it's a way yeah. of transformation. Exactly. Yeah. Evolution, mm. personal evolution. Yeah. Mm. But but I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, the music, reggae music, mm. uh, how it's, um, what is for you reggae music? What is the transformation and evolution through through reggae music you got? Well, the... the Your inner travel. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, you know, for me, like I said, you know, it's, 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 I can take it back to that particular moment in time mm -hmm. where I just heard this music and it resonated within me it vibrated something within me that that opened uh, opened me to something more in existence uh, so like you were saying when you say uh, you know when michelle just touched the key just waves of light uh -huh. you know this this kind of uh, ability of music to communicate those spiritual elements of life that for me is 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 what i got and get from reggae music mm -hmm. uh, for some reason uh, it resonated with me and and communicated something to me that for me was was very vital very essential uh, very uh, crucial and and also something that I wanted to uh, not stop with me but broadcast further mm -hmm. you know I wanted to resonate and then resonate further for others for others to get that feeling you know the, the 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 spirit of rastafari which is in reggae is total liberation mm -hmm. economical physical spiritual political geographical liberation uh -huh. which is you know the, that is so the are you there <laughs> is anybody <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i'm not <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the trod. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's never I'm ending inspiration exactly, and exactly, traveling. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, when I say it's open a door. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you get a, a glimpse of something spiritual, it's very very big. You know, mm -hmm. it's the the scale of it, the the scale of uh, the the levels of dimensions. Mm, that right. that you can experience is, is almost infinite. Yeah, right. You know, so so then uh, you know from creation to <laughs> you know yeah. far far in the future, we're traveling. Mm. Yeah, 
Fantastic. Mm. And title of your project is great. The Thanks. Traveler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We all travelers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're all moving. Yeah. So I don't know if it's allowed, Hilda, but uh, I kind of wanted to rewind a bit uh, because I became very interested. Uh, uh, you, you know, you were talking, Evelina, about times of, of choices in your life, you know, when you should you be an actress or a musician mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so on. But you've stuck with the accordion mm-hmm. from you were 12. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first started to play, did you feel that way? Did you feel like, ah, oh, I found my instrument. This is my thing. Or, or was it something like you were told, okay, go to practice and... I remember when my, my mama bought for me the accordion, it was a red colored. Yeah, the, uh-huh. it was not big as I have now. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, and it was like a perla motor keys. I was just, I was sleeping with, you know, like <laughs> I, I, th- nice. I, I, I hung the yeah. <laughs> accordion and was yeah. touching this, this yeah. keys. Yeah. It's, it was quite yeah. se- central uh, yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. of yeah. The having yeah. accordion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's very feminine yeah. also, the instrument, uh-huh. you know. Yes, That's interesting. I, I felt it okay. very, yeah. I mean, now I feel it more masculine. Right. Uh, this, it's man. This is man, for really? sure. This one this you have here. Yes. Because it's big or uh, No, um, energy, yes, maybe yeah. big, of course, maybe yeah. black, maybe very serious and sound, very classical, yeah. not like, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> very like a musette. Uh, very, you know, like Musette is not, this is like yeah. shaking uh, in, the, in the tone. Mm. So it's like organ Yeah. Uh, in sure. the church. It's yeah. more made this way. Mm. So mm. it's a serious guy. It's uh-huh. called Arkady. Okay. Arkady. Yeah. Right. And I have yeah. a smaller accordion. It's called uh. Lubachka. Okay. Yes, they have a name. Which is also a male or? Uh, not Luba, it's um, a female. A female. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Lubachka. Yeah. So you communicate with the instrument? Of course, uh, it's yeah. uh, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So when M- you maybe wake I'm up in the morning, <laughs> you go down. No, to your no. It's only when I play. Okay. Yes, uh-huh. when I sit, when I concentrate on yeah. the music, on the sound. Yeah. Yes, we are collaborating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, but mm-hmm. when it's just standing on the kitchen, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it's just an object. <laughs> just object, right. But when you yeah. breathe some life into it's it. It's just the object, but when we start to play piano, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. uh, any, any instrument. Yeah. When we start to play. Yeah, then the, the magic. Air, uh, the spirit.
Дарушка, когда вы слушаете, без морозу, да, без ветра, душу вы знабила, без морозу, да, без ветра, душу вы знабила, душу вы знабила. Evelina er ikke så god til å forklare det tekniske ved instrumentet sitt, sier hun. Hun liker heller å utforske, eksperimentere, finne nye lyder. Også, jeg vet ikke så mye om det komposing. Jeg har aldri studiet komposisjon. Så det er alltid som å gå blind i en dark forest. Men det er så kjent. That is curiosity. The, yeah. This I just keep this fire of the curiosity. Yeah. Be curious. Mm. It's so important, mm. and th this produce this fuel, passion mm. for doing something. Yeah. Mm. Is it uh, same yes. with you, or well, you have a different process? Uh, when you do yes, and I, I definitely understand what you mean. Um, but I find that um, my feeling is that I don't have to try and keep that going. Mm -hmm. But things would come to me. The the concept of the the, the theatre play or the the stage performance, mm -hmm. I never really know what to call it. But the I travelled mm -hmm. is something that that came to me, and then it's going round in my mind to the point where I'm like, ah, I have to do this. Otherwise, it's just going to go round and round in my mind, and mm -hmm. that's going to drive me crazy. You know. When you work as a di disc jockey, mm. not I travel, but mm. when you work in a place like uh, the yeah. club. Mm. Um, do you really have a strict plan which songs to play or do you feel the ambience from the the audience mm. and then you improvise it you mm. yeah do yeah. you know what i mean i do know what you mean and mm. uh you know this is the thing with, with the uh reggae music is very unique when it comes to playing it uh you know in norway or in english we would say disc jockey but in uh, within reggae circles we say a selector you know that is the person who selects the song and for me it is a spiritual experience finding exactly the right song for exactly the right time and playing it in the correct timing that is it's like a science it's like magic you know uh, so uh, I will take with me a box of records which I'll have in a rough plan Okay, maybe I've got the first three songs that I know I will play first. Uh, and then after that, roughly the right order. Uh, but then within that, there'll be uh, changes like there and then, according to what is the right song for that particular time. And, and sometimes you can feel that, ah, that wasn't the right one. And sometimes you can feel, wow, that was exactly, then I got it. I got that one. You can feel it. I got it. It was perfect timing. It's the correct one for this point in time where the stars are aligned like this. The earth is <laughs> moving like this. <laughs> I'm in Oslo and this is this was the correct record to play at this okay. correct time. Oh. Yeah. So it's a science and, and uh, I take it very seriously, which some people find a bit difficult to deal with because it, I come off a little bit uh, strict or too serious sometimes. But for me, it becomes very important, you know? It's like um, if it was a religious ceremony, 
you don't expect the priest to sort of get all the words wrong, <laughs> you know? Yeah. People would be upset, you know? Well, this guy's a joker, you know? For me, it's, it's, it's just that serious, you know? It's just that important. You know, we're, we're here to do a service. We're here to do, uh, it's a ceremony, you can call it. Uh, and and it's, we have to do it correctly. Otherwise, we're not, uh, we're not doing our, our duties. Hmm. Well, we have to finish soon because it's almost three o'clock. Mm. So is there wow, anything you want fast. to say? <laughs> yes, it went fast. Is there anything yeah. you want to say which you did not have the possibility to say until now? Uh, no, I mean, I can say it's, it's very interesting uh, to, to hear from you, Evelyn, and I'm, I'm sitting with actually a lot mm. more questions. Yeah, the same. Uh, so Dominique, I'll, I'll have to come and uh, see your performance as well, Edrickson, and see, we will uh, see, each other see how yeah, you communicate the, uh, the fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I come to your performance 16th of 16th of uh, September. September. Yes. Yes. Mm. yes. Okay, <laughs> both of you, thank you very much. Thanks, Hilda. Thank you, Hilda. For ordens skyld, musikken Evelina har spilt for oss i dag er Trainsong til forestillingen Appelsin Hermann som hun gjør for den kulturelle skolesekken og Destiny som er til en konsert dedikert til Beethoven. Takk for oss!